Hello, hello my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. You're here again. Thank you for pushing play. I have a pretty good feeling that the end of this podcast, if you were willing to stay and listen, you are going to pick up and be exposed to a beautiful transmission on how to get back in touch and back in love and deepening the trust of your body. Our world wants us to leave the body, to do everything we can to escape the present moment, the experiences we're having, yet the mind is what is creating our reality in this moment. It's bringing up past experiences, past traumas, filtering what we see in the world. So we don't see the truth. We don't necessarily see what is actually happening because we have so much going on in our heads. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone and you can just tell that they're waiting for you to stop or waiting for an opportunity to interrupt you in order to say what they're going to say or what they're thinking and vice versa. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. This is, it's not like I'm anywhere that you aren't. We're in this together. And what I love so much about Angela, one, just the energy of the conversation I feel is really amazing. So if you were just to put it on the background and not listen to anything, your subconscious is going to pick some stuff up. And if you have the time to truly sink in and hear the conversation, I bet you will feel something in your body, like a little light, a little ding, 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 or a little epiphany that comes through that says, yes, this right here. Now, I wanted to have this conversation so much because I've lived not in my body for so long. I I know what that feels like. I know it. And it's not that great, to be honest with you. There's a lot of suffering and unconscious and subconscious um, behavior that doesn't create the reality that I want to create, that I'm, I'm here to create. And I've also experienced living in the body and it takes courage and it takes trust and it is magical and it is truly heaven on earth. And so the more that I'm in this work with Angela, I work with Angela all the time and uh, pretty much anything she does, I do because I've seen such expansion and growth in it. And I want to bring that to you. I want to bring this conversation to you so that you can start to unravel and start to see the things that are holding you back from truly living the life that you want. And we have to first go into the body. Okay. Um, Angela really doesn't need, no, she doesn't need an introduction, but if you haven't heard our conversation before, uh, Angela is the founder and creator of the shift process. She's also a singer, an entertainer. She uh, does a lot of public speaking. She has courses, um, She's just really a badass and she's a badass because she's followed her heart and she's allowed herself to be a conduit of this type of work of truly waking people up. It's time to wake up, my friends. It's time to realize that we truly are the creator of our reality and we simply just need to begin in this present moment 
to start integrating some of the things that we talk about. And they're so simple. And as we talk about, most people won't do them because we have deep neurological pathways that like the mind wants the, wants us to act and react in one way because it's comfortable, it's what we know, but that doesn't, it just keeps creating the same thing, right? Insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. So what we must do is be courageous and start to shift our responses, our reactions, whether that's with a breath or being just present with drinking water, as you will learn, and a couple other things that we talk about. So I I know it's a long podcast, so if you got to break it up, I get it. But if you have an opportunity to listen to it full all the way, I want you to pay attention. Pay attention to the epiphanies, the ahas, those little things that come through, that spark up, that kind of light your fire. Pay attention to that because that's a breadcrumb and you want to follow that. Okay, let's, let's dive in. All right. Um, Angela Ferrari is back with us, my friends. Welcome, Angela. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm always so happy to be here with you. I know. I love when you're here because it's always such a fun conversation and we're just going to be planting seeds and really talking about the body that we live in. Yeah. Yes. Magnificent universe. We're going to dive into that. And I'd love to start out with this kind of the disconnection humans have made an agreement to, um, to be in with their body and, and maybe we can, why do you, why do you think that is? What, what do you think is the source of that disconnection? I mean, that's kind of a deep question, but at the same time, I think it's important just to help people understand that it's not really their fault. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does become a deep question. However, we can unpack it as simply as possible. Yeah. And that ultimately there's a break in the trust. And first to begin to just realize, I mean, even we can get our logical minds thinking about this because the logical mind has to get on board. The logical thinking mind is the mind that kind of took over, right? And attempts to supersede and control the natural intelligence of the body because Mm. there was a break in the trust. Yes. But to give the logical mind some nuggets, to begin to build this trust back, let's just look. Yeah. We've forgotten the intelligence of the body. We've forgotten about that. And here's some obvious things. And first I'll point out that you have more intelligence in one of your nostril hairs than the most high-tech man-made thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could spend lifetimes studying one nostril hair. Yeah. There's a, a universe inside of every cell. Yes, there is. So we can begin to just see, I mean, we, we've, we've taken it for granted a little bit, the functionality and the, the sheer genius. It's, it's a bit alien-esque. I mean, it's a little too much for us even to understand. Yeah. We spend lifetimes and there's a lot of stuff out there, but it's a little mind blowing. Yes. So, so here we are now with this thinking, logical, analytical mind, 
And what that analytical mind does is it begins to take notes of all the experiences that it's ever had, all the things that you've ever taught it, all the things that you've ever seen. And then it puts those in sort of these filing cabinets. So the only thing that that analytical thinking, logical mind is able to do, the functionality of it, is to begin to regurgitate things that you've seen, known, been taught. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really think to question if those things are true. Right. It just goes into this autopilot of that. Yes. Well, let's just take ourselves as like children for a minute. And let's say that, I mean, I'll take my own experience. I remember uh, a couple of times when I would projectile vomit and it's traumatizing. <laughs> it was traumatizing for me, especially because we're as children kind of looking around to see, are we good? Because yeah. this doesn't feel like I am. Right. Yeah. And we can sense that uh, there's something terrible happening, right. even with the sort of panic of like, oh, the, the parents, it's not your fault. I, you know, I'd probably do the same thing, but it's totally. like, oh, good God, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. And we do the best we can to try to go, okay, it's all right. It's okay. But what if from a very young age, we begin to show the children, right? Look at how beautiful your body is releasing and healing. Look at how amazing. And maybe not the exact time you're projectile vomiting. That might not be the time to right. say it, but yeah. soothing. And then to begin to have us understand the magnificence of the body. Yes. Instead, there's panic. We need a doctor. Somebody help. Some outside force. Come yes. fix me. Yes. That's how we're trained. And that's what the thinking mind. And now in the, today's world where you got social media and a post after a post, it's overwhelming. Do eat this. Don't eat this. Do eat this. If you do this, you're going to die. If you don't do this, you're going to die. And now it's just really fear based. Right. So Even healthy eating becomes fear based. So much. All due to a lack of trust mm. in the body. Mm. So good. That's one of the things. Um you know, just a couple things come up, especially with the kids, you know, when they, when they get sick, we've changed it. You're getting well. Like when you're vomiting, you're actually getting well because your body is getting rid of or releasing something that isn't necessarily serving you. It's, it's really incredible. And especially the biggest ones are the fevers for kids. And one of the things with my youngest, cause he's a great fever, you know, when his body gets compromised, he fevers. And I'm always like, wow, your body is so amazing. Like you just have the best body. Look how it's healing itself. And you know, that's kind of in the narrative. And a couple months ago, we all came down with something, something little because our bodies were upgrading. That was our story. And he was like, mom, I think I think my body's doing, I think my body's healing itself. I feel really warm. Can you feel me? And I was like, yes. I have chills. I I mean, genuinely, that is, that would change the planet. Right. I mean, think of the ripple effect of what you just said. I mean, we think of these little stories like, oh, how cute. It's not. It's profound. It's, It's life altering because we have these instinctual abilities and this divine intelligence that's untapped. And you can also see the result of that untapped divine intelligence when the thinking mind, and because we're programmed and now it's kind of got greed and a certain 
type of power and mm -hmm. that kind of thing and what that does to the planet to the world to you can just see the ripple effect of that but but to begin to trust in the intelligence of the body it's more than just the healing components ideas i mean albert einstein would talk and nikola tesla would talk about this all the time they opened they they had a trust and were able to put themselves in a mode where they could receive that divine intelligence yeah. which wasn't the same as the regurgitating mind because this was new information being put into the planet through them being the vessel of that and mm -hmm. if we don't trust we close off that mm -hmm. receiving mode yes well and and i think we all have been so conditioned to you know go to our doctors be diagnosed which leads us to Oh, now I um I have hypothyroid, you know, I have my thyroid is is wacky. My um hormones are a mess. You know, all of these things we get told and diagnosed these stories and then we believe them. And it's not to say does your thyroid need a little support? You know, are there things that you can do, but it really comes down to we talk about this all the time, the placebo effect. And mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, when people are ill and have symptoms, you know, for many people, they're not going to be like, okay, trust the body. Okay. Fix me, you know, yeah. because their, their belief is not, is not in alignment with, with, with that. Right. So how do we move from this, not trusting the body, putting our trust to the outside, right? World and doctors that we put on pedestals and instead tuning in to that innate cap capability of healing. That's, that's, I mean, that's what the body's always doing is working itself back to homeostasis. Mm. Yeah. We've gotten to this point where we've completely given our power away or sort yes. of birthright. And, and there is a balance i'm certainly not one of these people that just like doesn't appreciate discoveries that can actually heal things that that can actually create a more fulfilling life it's just that when i come from a place of not trusting yeah that's gonna send me on a journey from that foundation yes if i come from a place of trusting in my body's intelligence, in my body's signaling, and be and stay in stillness for a minute before the instantaneous reaction, yeah. then even if I go, I mean, just think about it for a minute, come on this journey with me in our imagination. Yeah. And imagine I do, in my stillness, decide to go get clarity about something. Maybe there's a test that provides something for my logical mind to get on board with deeper trust. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And say it's all through this trusting in what my body is presenting. Like I love my body through that. It's not, and now imagine this other conversation. Oh my God, I'm falling apart. Oh my God, this is happening. I don't, I don't know what's I'm fear-based, anxiety-based. Mm -hmm. I need my doctor. I need something. Somebody help me. Yeah. Now look at the journey that's just going to send me on automatically. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story that I, I think it's important to, to just be aware of. And it's my mm -hmm. own personal story because I understand that it takes something and we can't just go from zero to a hundred. 
you've got to work with the mind because yeah. it does have these programs that are in there. You yes. can't just know this and then suddenly think everything's going to change. Right. There's a journey of courage involved yeah. in trusting because we have grown to attach to these other ways of being. And we think that that's causing our survival, that fear and these doctors and these pills and these things. And to let begin to let that go and move into trust in the body, it takes a wild amount of courage, actually. Yeah, it does. I began this journey with a naturopath whom I, whom I think is, is lovely. Uh, and my journey was, what is just this extreme health, you know, like, why, like amazing health beyond what I even understand. So I go and I began to talk to her and, and she then says, all right, this, we're going to take this supplement, all supplements that were supposed to be like good for you, like natural. Yeah. And uh, so this supplement and this supplement, I'm like, okay, great. This is great. Okay. I'll take a couple supplements and bada bing, bada bang, feeling good. And every time I would see her, if I would share something about an experience I was having with my body, because again, now I'd have an experience and rather than be in stillness and connect with my self, my own being, I would, now it's all given to her. I need you to tell me what's happening to me. Right. And every time I would, she would layer another bottle of supplements. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, by the end of the two years, I had a duffel bag. My life was dependent on these supplements. And I, I began to believe, I'm not kidding, a duffel bag. There was so many of them. I looked a little bizarre. I remember I was over at my dad's house, my parents' house, and my dad just saw all these things that he, I put on the counter because I was getting ready to take my supplements. And to the outside world, even him, he, was, he looked at me like, what, what is happening? He would just shake his head and walk off rightfully so and because i got lost in this world yes and See, i remember go ahead oh i just said it's easy to get lost in that world you know even if yes. you're with a natural doctor so continue please i just want to bring that that deep compassion mm. because it's not just all right now you know this let's all get in shape and get in gear with this truth right Right. Because I really believed that these pills were aiding my vitality and creating the function of my liver and creating the function of my lungs. And I just now it was these pills that I was putting my trust in and the this this naturopath. I had none for myself. Mm. My intuition gone. Come COVID, I was having some epiphanies like many of us. And one day I just had this intuitive ping that I was meant to just release myself from this bag of supplements. And that took something. I literally felt like I was going to warp like a prune. <laughs> I thought it was like creating the elasticity in my skin. I, yes. I really was like, had to go through a death. Yeah. That's you know, that's so relatable. I mean, truly, because, and I, I, you know, I love supplements. I, you know, there's some at, at the time where I'm like, this is, this is what I need based on this test and this test. And at the end of the day, it's again, keep coming back to is that there's nothing outside of us that's going to fix us. And that's so hard for so many because our entire lives, 
we have been told that happiness, health is outside of us. And we need to do this. We need to take that. You know, we need a doctor to tell us what to do in order to be healthy. And so what I love so much about this conversation is we're flipping it on its head. Mm-hmm. And especially for people that are so confused about how to be healthy, because it is confusing. Like you said earlier, there's so much information out there. Yes. It's an override even, or, or it's just causing so much chaos, even for the logical mind. Yes. It's, it's causing a breakdown in the computer in so many ways. So even yeah. the placebo that we were counting on is starting to malfunction. Yes. Yes. And when we just continue to be confused and overwhelmed, and then everything just seems like a struggle to do anything. And so now we're moving again from that place of fear. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, then, and there's, therein lies the, the prison. Therein yeah. lies, slowly but surely, the world gets smaller and smaller. And these incredible, fulfilling, pleasurable things about life that can be these most magnificent experiences, like just to go to a restaurant and just order. Right. You know, like it's the feeling, it's the foundation upon which you're ordering that's going to cause whatever. Yes. And again, I understand people say, yeah, I ate that piece of chocolate cake and I'm really paying for it today. Yes, because you've got a belief structure in there that is causing that. Yes. Because while you're eating the chocolate cake the whole time, you know, there's a little something in you that feels so naughty. So naughty. And you're like, this is, I'm being naughty. Yes. And I'm, and the story is I'm going to pay for it tomorrow. Oh yeah. Which is so insane. It's like, you're eating the cake. Why not just enjoy it? And, and, and I, and I would love to talk in a little bit, just a little bit about how we can kind of transmute that energy and bring, you know, some of that awareness to when we are eating is, and just like, I, I'm such a huge advocate for blessing my food. And just holding it and like, wow, no matter what it is, even when my kids, you know, eat food that I would prefer them not to, which I've released so much control over, still working on it, but I just hold it. And I just say, thank you for nourishing my children, you know, and rather than this belief, like, oh my God, my kids are going to get cancer. Mm. I think a lot of moms struggle with that, you know, is that the belief structure around, you know, that imprisons us in eating healthy. And so everything else that isn't necessarily healthy or in the box that we have created, then we stress about it. You know, go ahead. The body, once the trust begins to be built and there's just like any, like any relationship, right? You don't start with a hundred percent trust. No, you you begin to build on a a trust. You start somewhere. And even if you're repairing a relationship even more so, say there was damage in a relationship and you're looking to start over and you take these little steps into Mm -hmm. trusting. Mm -hmm. Once that trust starts to build with the body, there's an effortlessness Mm. that the body will begin to cause and what you're even drawn to and it naturally creates balance Mm. 
Mm. It creates balance in the weight that it wants to sit at. It creates balance in the foods that you are drawn to. It's not a diet. You're genuinely not interested in something or interested in something else. There are these things that I, people think I'm, oh, I, oh, you've got such great discipline. And I'm thinking, no, I don't. I just <laughs> genuinely don't want that. Yeah, I don't either. But there are these times too, where I'm not anal. I, if somebody's serving me something and I'm being, and somebody's hosting a beautiful meal, it's just the way I'm looking into it. It has nothing to do with anything else. And there's always more growth for me, for everybody. That's an endless rabbit hole of discovery inside of the trust Mm -hmm. with the body. And therefore, so it, that leads to so many other things. So the initial question is then I've got children and how do I begin to create this balance? And I love what you said where even the the surrogate of blessing yes the the food and again i don't want to i want to ground what that is yeah we can actually prove now that they've done so many studies say with water yeah and then they test the water before and after cursing at the waters and you dumb shit and then whatever I mean, yeah. so pg and then the other ones genuinely genuinely sincerity that component is so important of tapping into the feeling of why you got to understand that's why the logical mind got has to get on board why am i what is this that i'm doing yes i'm genuinely being in gratitude for something that is fueling this vessel and mm. i'm i get to be in a co-creation of mm. those ingredients those components we then co-create because i'm merging with it yes and that merging causes me to exist as love in the world exist in all of these experiences even the ones that i don't necessarily like that create my growth and so there genuinely becomes like okay i thank you Mm. the body knows how to rid itself from the stuff that it doesn't want and the stuff that it yes that causes the fuel and that's with most anything yes it's not like we're sitting there demanding the heart to beat, beat, heart, beat, heart, beat. No, it's it's got that on its own. Yes. It's just doing that on its own. And we begin to build that trust. So starting with those little tiny things, mm. little and creating balance. If you're overly strict and you're withholding that experience from the kids altogether, oh, they're going to be at an age where you're not going to get to control this one day. Mm -hmm. And if you limit that and they fiend for that Mm -hmm. and you're not creating that balance and showing them that it's safe, yes, there's going to be that sneaky thing that we do. And adults do it all the time because we're kids too, just in bigger bodies. Yeah, (laughs) we really are. And we transfer that fear. Yes. Yes, we do. You know, it, um, I, I, I recorded a podcast all about my COVID experience and I have, so I've been working, Angela, you and I have been working together since 2018, which yeah. is so amazing. Yeah. And so, um, and then a lot of the work has been about trusting and trusting the body and trusting everything that's happening for us. Right. And so when I went into this COVID experience, I really saw this as an upgrade to my body and I just, just allowed and trusted so much 
And I did the things that I knew what to do, you know, to support the body, but it came intuitively. It wasn't like, I need to do this, this, and this. It was like, it would come in. It's like, oh, I need, this is a, this is what I need. Some ginger and turmeric or whatever it was. I was, because I wasn't basing my experience in fear. And this is such a great example because COVID is, seems to be all rooted in fear for most people because of just how it's come about. And at the same time, instead of listening to that narrative, I was just like, no, I'm going to take a whole other approach. And it was, now, was it fun? No. And at the same time, there were moments where I could literally feel my body vibrating. And, and I do believe my body was upgraded after that experience. And therefore it was. Therefore it was. Yeah, exactly. It's like whatever we believe about our bodies is true. And the compassionate component I'm going to throw in is that there was a journey for you to get to that point. Yes, definitely. So it's not like we can go from zero to a hundred because it's really going to feel a lot like whipped cream on shit for somebody when right. they're having this experience with yes. COVID, but it, it, it is possible. You can see through the possible. sincerity of your experience mm -hmm. that that is what the journey begins to look like yes. that the body, you, you begin to see the magic of the body and therefore the magic of the body continues to activate and causes so much expansion and upgrade and expansion and upgrade because the capabilities are limitless. I mean, we know factually that we're only using such a small little portion of our intelligence. Mm. Mm. all because of agreements we have put in place. So mm. we don't start with these big things. No. You start with a little tiny thing and that little tiny thing then builds a momentum. Yes. And begins to move, but there's two things required. Consistency yeah. and sincerity. Mm. And so. the logical thinking mind has us convinced that everything has to be so difficult. Mm. And actually, it's so true. And when we mm. begin to move into this other world of our divine intelligence, it's got an effortlessness to it that's almost a bit confusing in the beginning for the logical mind, the yes. analytical mind that has made everything so difficult. Let me track mm. your life. Don't take my word for it. Yeah. Everything's become so challenging and difficult. Right. And this is the most effortlessness experience because it's flow, it's natural, it's this the natural state. Yes. Well, and it's and we've just been shown in our world and in our society and and you know, we've picked up all these programs that, you know, if you want to be healthy, it's hard. If you want to be and I even say that, you know, it it can be challenging for people, you know, to be healthy, to move their bodies and eat when I'm saying quote unquote, right, because there is no right way of eating. The challenge, uh, if I may, yes, the please. challenge is the consistency to override a pattern, a neurocircuitry in your mind of a belief structure. Yes. The challenge is not being healthy. Mm -mm. The challenge is to stay consistent in creating new neurocircuitry aligned with the truth yes. of your natural state of being and the, mm. the truth inside of that activated intelligence. That's where the challenge is, not actually being healthy. Oh, so good. I'm going to make sure that 
I just listened to that over and over again. <laughs> but that it really is. It all comes down to our belief structures. And I would love in this moment, I think this is this will really bring the point home, is how we're ruled by the subconscious. And we talk a lot about this in class and just in working together and, and all the, the things is, you know, a lot of the programs and belief systems we're not even aware of. And yeah. so how can you kind of just give us a little explanation or let us dive deeper into that subconscious so that we can begin to see that it's not our fault, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, we have a beautiful opportunity to shift and create new neurological pathways. Yes. So we know that we're only about, we're only using about 5% of the, the consciousness is only about 5% of your mind. So what, let's just say you're in a situation and you think you're upset about your husband is yelling or moody or something this random. Yeah. And uh, you think that's why you're upset. Well, that's the 5% that's revealing that to you. There's the 95% that's hidden from your view, mm -hmm. which gives us the insight into you're actually never upset for the reason you consciously think you are. Yeah. It's always something else. Mm -hmm. And there's some link to it based on a belief you created for yourself, probably the, around the age of five or six. Yes. When a lot of these belief structures get built. Mm -hmm. So because the logical mind has taken over and convinced us that it is the all knowing when really it's the small mind. I love, we love, I love the analytical mind. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have a strong analytical mind. Totally. It's just that the discovery of letting the analytical mind be, but not taking the driver's seat because the 95% is actually in our feelings. And that doesn't have a lot of storyline to it. It's these little pings inside of the body that we allow ourselves to just feel. Mm -hmm. And it has an intelligence to it, but because we have learned not to feel safe, we don't have a trust in the body. And therefore we don't even have a trust inside of certain emotions moving through the body. Mm. So the mind then comes and interjects and tries to get us out of the body back into the thinking mind which is when we go, I wonder why I'm feeling this way. Something's wrong. Something, nothing's wrong. Everything's always perfect. Yes. But the mind keeps interjecting and taking over and overriding the natural intelligence of the body because that intelligence doesn't pick things up the same way the thinking mind does. Hmm. And so the thinking mind is looking for a similarity in the way it picks up intelligence based on logical conversation, based on information that it receives in certain ways. But this comes in a whole other way in how we feel. And we've got to begin first to just create enough stillness from the thinking mind to even get in touch with what even is that? Mm. We've escaped it for so long. We don't even understand. We don't even get that. Yes. There's, um, okay, so there's a, a couple things here that is so, that is so interesting. And one of the things is when we're having an experience, okay, our husband's yelling, right, at our kids, that triggers me. Um, and at the same time, it's really, I am safe in that experience. Like, 
there's nothing, but I don't feel safe because my mind is saying, no, 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 no. This isn't, this isn't right. This is not how reality should be. And it triggers something within me to start having that emotional response. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I am so safe in that experience. And if I was, let's say, to choose to create spaciousness and compassion around the experience that he's having, you know, rather than feeding into it, because that's, you'd, we do, we go into those same neurological pathways. So those triggers, if we can really understand that whatever we think is triggering us is not actually what we're upset with. But let's take your scenario. Okay, let's do it. Because I like to bring people on the court and who can't relate to something that they're resisting in this way. So let's say you're husband is yelling at the children and this is a great trigger for you. There's a feeling that you have inside that, that was what you're saying is I resist this feeling that I'm having inside. Yes. I don't, and, and resistance in and of itself is a, a lack of trust. Yes. I, I reject you. Yes. However, this is still what's happening. Right. This is just the unfolding of, of, of life right now. And I'm resisting this picture that I'm in. This experience that I'm in, I'm in resistance of it. And if I begin to take action from that resistance, because the mind chimes in, right, and judges, and then I get on board with that, and then I have reaction inside of that, well, let's look at our own lives and say we're reactive. Is Does the husband really go, oh, wow, you just gave me an epiphany. I'm going to change my ways, dear. <laughs> no. So the husband typically is going to then resist right back with you because you've opened up a frequency field of resistance. So you're noticing resistance, you fight it with resistance and it becomes a circular rotation of resistance and an expansion of resistance. And therefore nothing gets transmuted anyway through your Mm -hmm. resistance. And the mind attempts to have you believe that that is the way, no, you don't understand. I think it's wrong. So therefore, okay, great. But you're still, there's nothing resolving here. Nothing's moving. Nothing is happening for you that's beneficial. Nothing's happening for your husband that's beneficial. And certainly nothing's happening for the children and no. the witnessing of any of this that's beneficial. No. Right? So totally. There's your proof. There's your proof. But then the logical mind's gonna go, but wait, I'm not just gonna surrender to what somebody's doing that I don't and there it goes, right? Great. Logical yeah. mind, I understand. I understand. You're not gonna make that go away, those thoughts. Right but just come on this journey with me and let's imagine with our, our sense of wonder, like let's just wonder for a moment. You're safe to wonder what it would be like if I took a moment to just be inside of my experience and had enough space. It takes a, a minute, just a second, a space to just be and tune in to the energy rushing through my body. Yes. Because there's a rush there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, listen, I understand. Sometimes it's instantaneous and there isn't enough space and we can only do our best. But inside of the simple awareness of this whole thing playing out, it's a new awareness that we didn't have before. Yes. And so we simply just let it play out. Do the best you can. That's all we've got. Yeah. And sometimes you're still going to go, you son of a whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And then maybe the next time there's a little bit more space and I still go, damn it, whatever. And maybe the next time I have enough space that I no longer reject 
what is happening. Mm. I, because it's still what's happening, whether I accept it or whether I reject it, it's still oh. what's happening. Yes. You, my rejection, rejection is not changing what's happening. Mm -mm. It's actually expanding what I don't want. Oh, so, so much. The acceptance of what's happening. Like first I've got to simply allow what I'm feeling inside and allow myself to feel safe inside of that rush. Mm. I don't feel safe in that, which is why I react. Yes. And then let's say that I begin to create enough space that I feel safe inside of that rush. Do you have any idea the transformation of a room that that, because that's alignment with the truth. The reason why it feels so hum harmonic, mm, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. We know when we're in that hum state, mm -hmm. I promise you it's not when you're angry and re in resistance because mm -hmm. that's not your natural state. It's all right. You're safe in it. You're safe to have that experience. Totally. But the hum now you, I speak to my husband and if I'm in acceptance of how I feel, I'm in full acceptance of him. Yes. Oh my gosh. And so... if I speak to my husband through acceptance, the words that are coming out are completely transformed. Oh, completely. And, and how beautiful to create that spaciousness in that, in that experience and how much healing can occur there. And I've seen that in my own experience, you know, in doing exactly what you said there is just being in my, cause we leave the body, right? In these experience, we go, ah, I'm out. I don't want to feel out of this. There. I'm out. When you, yep. When you're yelling at someone, when you're in, and that's okay, we're going to do it. I'm not yes. making that wrong. That's the most right. important component. It's yeah. going to happen. We just offer a little bit of awareness and that awareness keeps expanding until maybe there's this moment where you stay in your body. Mm. I mean, think about when you're watching someone communicate and they're out of their body a lot. They're constantly distracted. They oh. can't quite sit inside of the conversation. And then think of the difference when somebody is sitting inside of their body and being with you. Mm. We feel, we know, think of how it feels for you oh. when someone's in that space with you. Now think of how someone's with you out of body and telling you something out of body and how that transfers. Oh, it's, 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 I mean, such a polarity. And, and, and I, I really feel that this work and this deepening understanding of like being in the body has so, so much helped me connect with my children on such a deeper level. Imagine your children begin to witness this because this is when kids are picking up. They're not listening to your words. Not, never. Okay. <laughs> They're not listening to your words. Mm -hmm. They're witnessing how you're being and they're because they don't have the layers we have. They're in more of that natural intelligence than we are. And that natural intelligence picks up inside of energy. Yes. It's an energy transfer. They're not super analytical. They're not using that. They're feeling you. Yeah. That is our natural state of intelligence. That's when we have these instinctual responses. That's when we have these wise places that we're coming from. That's when the wisdom actually kicks in. I'm not talking about knowledge, information. It's actual wisdom.
to mm. know what to be said in that moment versus I read, here's what you say in that moment and I'm regurgitating. Right. So inside of that wisdom, inside of that intelligence that kids are naturally being, they're picking up on yours. So I'll give a great example that I like to give. If I'm in a, a commercial flight somewhere and say we're in a major turbulence, right? And there's like a bit of shaking going on. My instantaneous response is I will go lean over and I'll find a flight attendant and I'll see if their face is calm. <laughs> I will oh, yeah. go and check if they have bug eyes or are they like in this natural state of flow, like everything's so fine. So everything's mm -hmm. so okay. I don't care if they've got bug eyes and panicked and they'll get on the walkie talkie thing and they start saying, Hey, everyone, I'm fasten your seatbelts. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> But if they're just calm, they're going through, they might sit down for a minute. They might, but I've, I'm feeling them. Mm. So that's what children are doing all the time. All so the this time. transfers into your children. Mm. And they really do pick up on it. I mean, I've witnessed, you know, someone comes home with a, it, it's just irritable, you know, and, and it's like, oh my gosh, does that just you know, spread like wild. Fire. Well, let's talk about that because yeah. also allowing them in on, have you ever tried to fake something with your children? Oh yeah. Like you tell them, do what I say, not as I do type of mm -hmm. thing, or they, they sense that something off, but you're kind of putting that whipped cream on shit. Yep. You're trying to like fluff over it. They okay. also want to see you safe. Yeah, you know, mommy's just going through she's feeling what I express your feeling right then yeah. and there not trying to hide because mm -hmm. the human experience doesn't mean everything's hunky dory all the time either. Mm -mm. You can talk about how you're even working through accepting something let them yes. see that let them in on some of that I mean obviously not some deep things that they don't you use your own intuition here but, right. But don't we don't need to be some fake presentation. They're not picking up on that. They're picking up on something's off. Yes. Yes. Well, and this whole idea of being in the body, would you say that that's being present? 100%. Because the body's always present, isn't it? It's always in. It's, it's happening right now. It's happening right now all the things that are going on the inside, the trillions of, you know, biochemical processes and all the things that are happening, it's happening right now. Yes. And the mind computes in the past and the future and the past and the future and the past and the future. Yes. And which is great too, because it's helpful to create things. Yes. If it's getting in alignment with the body, but right mm -hmm. now it's segregated. Yes. This yeah. is what wholeness actually is. It's that reunion mm. when the mind builds the trust back with the body. And the, there is a quote that says the kingdom is within, and I'm not getting religious on you. There's, there's just gold in that quote. I believe that so much. I really do believe that heaven is here and we can access it through the body, through being in the body. So there's so much that goes into this and you're right. Like, it's not going to be something you're like, okay, turn on the light switch. Oh, I'm present. I'm in my body now. <laughs> yes. That would be great, but that's not the journey. That's not the human experience. So what are some really like the first things you would, I mean, you share in getting 
into contact and getting back in the body and into that trust? Like what are just some simple things that our listeners can begin to play with and wonder about and potentially integrate? So I like to take these tiny little baby steps because you'd be surprised. Yes. Even the baby steps you're up against something and the programs of the mind don't want to take these baby steps because it's used to the program that you've already designed for it. And it's familiar. That's mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. yeah. However, these little baby steps can actually transform your entire life, your entire foundational point of existence. Mm. Like I really want that to sink in. If you just implement these simple, tiny little baby things that the logical mind goes oh that's stupid i don't have time for that that's ridiculous i got a busy life here lady i don't have time to take a deep breath right <laughs> <laughs> this actually creates more space in your life so that busy 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 thing gets actually spaced out and you don't feel like you're in this sort of rush yes. through your entire existence yes so one thing I'll say, what if you just used water? Most of us drink water. I mean, I'm not talking about how much water you drink. I'm just saying when you can think of it and maybe, I don't know, feel, figure out how, set yourself up to think of it. Mm -hmm. But when I take a sip of water here and there, I'm using that water and I'm using it as like, I'm watching it go down into the body and I'm being so present. And mm. I'm using it as this tiny little pattern interrupt ritual of an honor. Mm, I love that. And a connection to my body. That's mm -hmm. it. Just, just this tiny little thing to let that union come to be. Because we never think about the union. We are separate from the union. It's never even in our conscious radar. Mm. So through it, through that little tiny thing, and I'm just going to let the water go down. And that is this honoring. We have honoring, we honor people on their birthdays. We honor so many things. We honor people in gratitude. Thank you for what you've did in my life. We go to your churches, you go to whatever. Honor all the time. The most important foundational point of your existence. I believe you're worth that. Mm. Just take a sip of water and you can grow from here. And I promise you that'll leave you, it'll, that thing right there will have its, your own intuition will kick in with other things. Yes. But I like, I don't like to overwhelm people like do this, these 10 things, nobody's going right. to do them. No. I, I promise you 50% of you, maybe more, 75% of you won't do the water thing. No. Even you won't even let yourself know what that experience will be like for you. Water. No. So you're going to drink it anyway. Totally. To connect with your body. You won't even let yourself do that. But the 25% of you are going to have something from mm -hmm. this. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say one other thing. Okay. These pattern interrupts through your busy day with just seeing what it feels like. To, first, it requires your breath. I, that's why I did that. Mm -hmm. If I'm shallow breathing, I, I'm not able to do what I'm about to tell you which is just to go into my body. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just pattern interrupts. And I don't know what you have to do to set yourself up for that. Maybe it's 
when you start to get that feeling of that rushed and that little anxiousness and that busyness through your day, maybe that's your signal. Maybe mm-hmm. you set on your phone, I don't know, two times a day, yeah. two, two times a day that you, you're driving in your car, you're, you're sitting somewhere anyway, before you go on your laptop and after. Take the breath, give yourself three and at least three, maybe just be out of sheer enjoyment, you'll give yourself five. Again, mm. I like the baby steps. I don't like to overwhelm you. Three breaths. Yeah. If you're not going to do three, do one. I don't know. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. I would recommend three. Anything is going to be of contribution, any pattern interrupt. Mm. And you just start to let it, let yourself feel what it feels like. We've lost touch. Oh, so, so much. Yes. What even is that? I can't explain it to you that any more than I can, I can say, okay, Angela, what's strawberry jam like? Okay. Well, um, it's got like it, once you put it in your mouth, it's a little, almost ja- a thicker jalloy substance. And it, it the, the taste buds really kind of go ping. Well, I'm still not going to transfer the experience to you until you put it on your tongue. Yeah and actually feel it and taste it and create the pleasure inside of it, then you're gonna have that understanding for yourself Mm. what that is, because it's not a thinking mind conversation. Right. But it's the most transformative thing in your life. That's when the most profound ideas come Mm -hmm. in your stillness and when you're sitting inside of your body. Yes. Those two little tidbits is where mm. I'll stop. And you can listen to the podcast and hear the what being in your body when you're arguing with someone or you have resistance of something will cause you and you can use yes. those, but don't overwhelm yourself. Yes. Water, check in in the body, breath in the body. Mm. So simple, so simple. And one of the things I through and the two things that you, what you just said is one, I love starting in the morning, just like checking in with the body, just like, hey body. I love you. What's, what's happening today? Just, and yeah. just being in it. Cause it's, you're, you know, we're, we're not in our bodies. We're always in the analytical thinking mind. And so coming, bringing our attention to our body is it's so simple and it, you know, we need to give ourselves just a little bit of grace and practice mm. to get back into this 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 vehicle we're driving mm. <laughs> this whole lifetime consistency sincerity mm-hmm. yeah if you do it it's it's not because it's taken you a lifetime to create some of these patterns mm-hmm. that have caused you to be in this prison yes and so and and you're making the best of the prison don't get me wrong we have it's, there's still so many components that are fulfilling in our lives i'm not trying to make your life shit I'm just saying there are these things we're interested in breaking free from. That's all I'm saying. Yes. And so why not give this to yourself? Mm. Because there's so much that it offers. There's so much that it contributes. And the only way to find out that magic is to begin the journey somewhere. And the consistency because it's taken us so long to get in these certain, because they're creased in, think of it. The, the neurocircuitry, imagine that's a, a, a circuitry in the brain, 
a lighting up in the brain and imagine that road imagine any road has been traveled so many times so it's creased increased 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 mm -hmm. but all of a sudden through this new awareness through this conversation there's this new lighting up in the brain but it's not creased yet it's just lit up that's why that's what resonation i resonate with that ding 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 there's something resonating inside of you it's up to you now and that's where the logical mind we have to use this vessel and how it's designed you have to step in and create that consistency and it takes something mm. obviously it takes something otherwise everybody would be doing it because i'm giving you the most simple little steps to take and 75 percent of you or more won't do it yeah. even if it's resonating with you to whom it doesn't resonate with obviously that's not in the percentage i understand not everything's going to just apply to you okay. and there's other things that will apply to you but for the people that this resonates with only 25 or less percent will actually do those simple simple things so i'm telling you it even that takes a herculean effort but the gift keeps giving mm. and it's a whole other world you're going to wake up for yourself that your logical mind right now can't conceive of because it can only work in patterns of the past and data that you've received up to this point in your experiences in your life. This yes. is more. This is new. Mm. It's an upgrade. It's an I mean, upgrade. We're, we're literally, we are like supercomputers and we have all these softwares and programs that have been downloaded and, you know, to kind of replace them and create something new, it, it's going to take something. It's going to require us to do and be different. Yes. And, but, and isn't that what we really want? Isn't that like why we're here is to evolve and grow and explore, explore and wonder, explore and wonder, and don't make this work. Make this right. something that you're interested in and you're because that enthusiasm is the only thing that's really going to cause that consistency like I'm I'm so and curiosity because yeah. I'm so curious I already know how my life is sure you got it you can always go back to your old ways that's creased in I don't know this but I'm interested mm -hmm. and therefore that interest is strong enough to set me up in the moments I'm not going to feel like taking the breath yes the moments that I'm going to realize I'm not going to remember, or I'm not going to feel like sitting there and watching the water go down. Cause the larger mind's going to be like, Oh God, yeah, <laughs> really just drink your Boring. water and move on. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You are so busy. You have so many things to do. <laughs> what, what is the, um, I remember the, the other night in the, uh, in the class, you said something, um, it was so beautiful. It was so profound. It was like the most, the most important part of learning anything is the unlearning. Yes. So what's your natural intelligence? What's aligned with that? You don't have to hold on to like, oh, I already know this information. So I am boxed in and I, so therefore I can't receive new things because, mm -hmm. oh, I already know that. Oh, I already learned that. Oh, I already got that. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You only have what you've experienced up to this point. So I'll use the example of when we read a book twice in two different phases of our lives. It's a complete new book. Yeah. So our job then becomes, yes, we receive information. You always have to be willing then in life in sort of this new conversation to come with empty hands. Mm. That means everything you think you know, 
let it go. Because if you have your hands so full, nothing new can penetrate them because you already know. And you're only going to spin then in your regurgitation of what you think you know. Mm. So then you got to let go and trust that what is meant to be there will just stay, but let go in order to, sometimes there'll be things like I've read many books, I've taken many classes, I have many certifications and all the things, right? Yeah. When I go into something and I'm discovering something, I have to commit to let everything go because mm-hmm. I don't want to block what maybe somebody's telling me something in a way that I haven't received it in that way. And then I go, oh, yeah, I already heard that in Joe Dispenza or something like that. Right, and then right. it blocks this new information that's attempting to come in and expand in a way newly. Mm. And I won't be able to receive it at all if I already know. You don't already know. I promise you don't already know these new things. Let it go. Let go what you think you know. Mm. Water and the breath. Water and newly. Delete everything from before this moment in time. Yes, I love that. Like come with spaciousness as an empty vessel, you know, willing to just be in wonder and curiosity. I love it, Ange. Oh my gosh. So good. So simple. So profound and also so complex for your analytical mind. <laughs> yes, I know. Cause we want these like big things and these quick fixes and the mind's like, okay, that's worked. Dee, 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 dee. Um, yet that's never worked. It's like we, it's so subtle and yes, it's it always truly, so subtle. It's so subtle. It is. Well, I have a feeling maybe more than 25% of our listeners will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rooting so. for that. We planted seeds. We planted yeah, seeds here. Yeah, and I just, yeah. I love it. I'm so honored that we get to have this conversation because it really does, you know, open up just a new way of thinking about things. And, you know, just by doing these two simple things, we can start to build trust in the body and start connecting with the body because the body is yes. ready for you to connect. It loves you so much. And I want to say this one other thing about yeah. the two simple things. Okay. I promise you there will be a time that you'll forget. Mm -hmm. And that is actually great because we have to know in order to set ourselves up, we have to know what doesn't work for us. So Mm -hmm. if I attempt something and it doesn't work out, meaning I lose the consistency, then I've got some data there that's going to help me set myself up. Okay, I know if I do it this way that it's not effective. So now I'm going to maybe put a post-it on this or I know that I'm going to do this. So use that as information versus beating yourself up and letting it go completely. Mm -hmm. Use it because it can actually feed what does work for you and how it sets you up for those two simple things. The Mm. truth is always very simple. The secrets to get to the truth can be a little complex, but that's why you've got to be able to take all of that information, use it. All the people with the biggest creations and stuff, that's always because of what didn't work. Yes. That that created what did. Right. I love it. I love it. So good. So good, And Well, um, there'll be more podcasts um, together in this space. I'm so, so grateful to have you as my mentor and friend and sister. And um, yeah, it's just such an honor to have this high level conversation. And I just, you know, it's just a love ripple into the world. Yes, it's an honor for me too. Oh, I love you. 
All right, everyone. Well, uh, stay tuned. There'll be more podcasts with Angela and I, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. So we will catch you on the next Tippy Moms podcast. Bye.